You think you know how the world works? You think that this material universe is all there is? But what if I told you the reality you know is one of many? This doesn't make any sense. Not everything has to, Doctor Strange. Through the mystic arts, we harness energy and shape reality. The Avengers protect the world from physical dangers. We safeguard it against more mystical threats. Come with me. You'll die protecting this world, Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor? It's strange. Maybe. Who am I to judge? Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi, the weekly dose of geeky goodness podcast. Welcome to the show. That uh, was a little TV spot trailer to the new Marvel movie, Doctor Strange, which came out, I guess, about a week ago. A little more than a week ago, I saw it. I'll talk about it on today's show, spoiler-free, of course, since it's fairly new out, uh, but it was great. Uh, the main topic for this week on the podcast, oh, it's also podcast 610 for November 13th, 2016. The, the main topic, we're going to look at a Star Trek episode and actually going to review a collectible, so we're going to have kind of a, as I call them, a classic-style Treks in sci-fi, yes, it's been too long. <sighs> and the episode we're going to look at is from Deep Space Nine. I'll play the show, talk about it, and comment. It's called um, In the Cards. It's a late season five episode. It's it's kind of humorous. It's a little different. It's a what they call a bottle show. And I thought it would be kind of a fun light episode to look at for this week. And that'll be coming up here shortly on Trex and Sci-Fi. Also, like I said, I have a collectible review, We're going to talk a little bit about the movie, uh, Doctor Strange, and uh, a few other things. So, uh, let's do this. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futurist of War. Resistance is futile. Jedi's drink flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. Iron Man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, David. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a uh, reach call. You're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. Okay, again, welcome to the show, folks. I uh, really appreciate, of course, each week you're listening to the show. If uh, 
you're new, welcome. If you've been listening for a long time, also welcome back to those people. Yes, you know who you are. So <laughs> it's you, you, you guys. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's quite a few people that have been listening for a long time. So thanks. Thanks for that. And uh, I, I guess a couple little quick things. Always, you can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash treks and sci fi. Uh, there are some gifts going out to Patreon members. Uh, make sure you email me your address at treksf at gmail.com. Uh, there are these little light up pens uh, with treks and sci fi podcast logo kind of stamped on the side. They're pretty cool. I think they look a little bit like uh, lightsabers, almost like Vader's lightsaber because they're kind of black and silver with a red light, a little red LED light. So, uh, yeah, uh, just uh, over at patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi. You know, that's a great site to uh, support podcasts you listen to and other things that you like. Uh, they're, they're, it's very easy. I support a few things on there. You can do it with a dollar to a month. It's it's pretty uh, inexpensive. And uh, I I try to, like I said, I try to support the shows and stuff that I uh, and people that I like. And um, you should, too. I mean, you know, there's a lot of free content out there, but people spend a lot of time and effort on it, uh, myself included. I'll just throw it out there. And so, uh, yeah, whatever you guys can give back or like to that, that's always appreciated. So. What's been going on? I guess there was something going on in the U.S. this week. I, I can't remember what it was. There was something. But the big thing, though, to me was Doctor Strange. Uh, that new Marvel movie came out last weekend. I was away the previous week just before it came out. Uh, I've been going the last few years for work to this big, big automotive uh, car show out in Las Vegas. always happens at the very beginning of November called SEMA. And I went again this year. It was their 50th. Uh, actually show really uh, a, a great show a lot of fun tons and tons of people and this year it was super busy uh, especially midweek or so but it was nice to be out in Vegas I, I enjoy that climate uh, you know the the desert air it was perfect weather I mean it was like mid 70s mid to upper 70s each day didn't get even that cool at night because the desert can do that uh, but it was really fun so anyway when I got back that Friday, Doctor Strange had already come out, but I, I did go out and see it on Sunday that weekend, last, I guess a week from today, just a week ago. Seems like forever. Anyway, the uh, it's, it's a good movie. It's a solid Marvel movie, really good movie. Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Doctor Strange is, is super, super duper, super duper perfect casting. I mean, he's, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch, I mean, basically can he just can he's a great actor he can do anything and I, I think he really owns the role he's um super you know kind of you know kind of a jerk and and which is what he should be especially early in the movie uh for his character and, and becomes a little more humble later on uh, but he's still got a little bit of that in him still and, and that is the character of dr strange and the um the effects, I mean, you guys have seen the commercials and the ads for this if you haven't seen the movie itself. It's pretty amazing. I just saw it in a regular theater, uh, not 3D, not IMAX. Uh, I, I know that it'd probably be with the visuals pretty spectacular uh, to see it like that, but I, I just went to a normal theater. I'm not a big fan of 3D, as I've said many times, I think, on the podcast. It just is not, I, I don't like sitting there wearing those funky glasses the whole time. I don't really find the visuals, the the added uh, look from 3D, all that like 
I don't think it really adds that much to the movie usually. Uh, there maybe been a couple of exceptions, but I think as a whole, it's not really, uh, it's not really my cup of tea, as they say. We'll talk like Benedict Cumberbatch probably does. It's not my cup of tea. So oh, anyway, so I just saw it in a normal theater. Plus, IMAX, I've, I've got to go to a different theater a little further away and blah, blah, blah. There are only a few movies I've really done that with um, in recent years. I remember I did all the Hobbit movies that way, I think. Uh, you know, the mega Hobbit part 12 saga thing they did out of a 200-page book. Uh, anyway, the uh, which, you know, on that subject, I, I just read and heard they're going to turn this Fantastic Beasts thing from uh, the Harry Potter folks, J.K. Rowling, um, into a five movie thing. Really? Really? <laughs> that seems, uh, I don't know. I I'll, I'll go see him. I'm sure. And, and this first one looks good, but really five movies you've already committed to, or, I mean, I'm sure it's going to make a bunch of money. I mean, we've, it's been a while since we've had new Harry Potter type of universe material, right? I, I, I forget. Has it been five years maybe since the last movie came out last book? Something like that. Um, but maybe it hasn't been that long. Eh, that sounds about right. Anyway, um, this will be good, I'm sure, and it looks enjoyable. It comes out next weekend. We're starting to get into the holiday season, holiday season of movies. But anyway, let's get back to Doctor Strange. The uh, Yeah, the movie was great. The visuals are incredible. I think the story is pretty straightforward. I've heard some people commenting on the, the story is, is hard to follow or complicated. I, I, I don't really think so. I, I, I mean, you know, honestly, the story kind of reminded me of the story for uh, Suicide Squad in a way. Uh, you know, I don't want to say too much more if you haven't seen that movie or Doctor Strange yet. But, you know, there, there's a bad people trying to do a bad thing and Doctor Strange and a few others have to try to stop them. I mean, that's pretty much comic book 101, frankly. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I don't think there is anything really all that hard to follow at all, really. I mean, maybe the motivations and the details a little bit, you know, are a little muddy. Um, but um, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think it was good. Uh, what's her name? Tilda Swinton? How do you say her last name? Whatever. Um, that fairly strange looking actress who in this movie is bald. She's the ancient one. Uh, that's that kind of um, was some controversy when it was first announced and, and, and talked about because uh, the ancient one is supposed to be an Asian, an older Asian gentleman uh, from the Doctor Strange comics. And here they, they cast this woman, not Asian, in the role, which is fairly... Eh, I'm not a big, big fan when they change things like that, but I'm also not all that attached to the ancient one as a comic book character. I, I honestly have only read some Doctor Strange. It's he's never been my at the top of my list. I used to read a long time ago when it was a regular Marvel title. I don't think it is anymore. I don't think they've rebooted it again yet, uh, or they have in the past, but maybe it's not ongoing currently. But there was a um, a Marvel comic book called The Defenders, which ran you know decades ago, uh, really uh, twenty years ago. And it was it was a very unusual mix of of heroes, uh, but Doctor Strange was in that group, and it was uh, you know there was a, a little bit more mystical bent to that comic. And I used to like the Defenders because I, I I like the fact that they had this really strange group of of heroes in it. 
I think the Hulk was in it for a while, if I remember right. And it was really weird. But anyway, so that was most of my experience with Doctor Strange. I've read some Doctor Strange regular comics, too. But I've, I've read a lot of him in other books, like uh, The Defenders, The Avengers, and so forth. So, And I know his history, and I know his background. So, But back to the ancient one, I, it didn't really bother me that much. Not as much as it did when they, when they recast Johnny Storm from The Fantastic Four, because I'd read The Fantastic Four for years. It was one of my all-time favorite hero teams uh, and, and comics, and I, and I love The Human Torch and Johnny Storm. But I did actually, you know, I, I will say, you know, I, I try to give these things a chance. And I saw that Fantastic Four movie last summer, a year ago, 2015 summer, and it was awful. <laughs> it was not good. Uh, and even even for me, that, that I tend to like most movies to some level, that movie was not good. There was about, I think the first part of it was it wasn't bad, but it just had a lot of problems. And, and there's been a lot of talk since then of why it was the way it was and the problems and all that. But his, you know, the casting of Storm, Johnny Storm, is a is an African American guy uh, instead of a white guy. Uh, just I, it didn't sit well with me anyway. But that wasn't why I didn't like the movie. I, I I didn't think that was that big of a deal in the movie. That wasn't the real problem with that thing. But uh, so um, recasting the ancient one in Doctor Strange, yeah, whatever. But uh, and and by by the way, they just had that Ghost in the Ghost in the Shell uh, trailer come out with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, in the title role, which was supposed to be an Asian woman playing uh, that part, or in the in the from the uh, original source material is an Asian woman, and now they have Scarlett Johansson, you know, playing the part, and you know she's a pretty popular actress these days from the Avengers and so forth, and I, I can understand it a little bit. I, it doesn't bother me that much because I'm probably not that too tied to that source material. It's it's Hollywood, you know, it's Hollywood. I mean, they did the Ghostbusters movie with all the women playing the different, you know, Ghostbusters. Well, not really playing the original parts, of course, but new characters. And uh, I, I didn't get a chance to see that movie. I do want to watch it sometime just to see, you know, is it any good? I mean, I've heard a lot of different things. And, of course, it had a huge amount of controversy because of the casting, you know, all these women in Ghostbuster roles where the original movie was all guys. Uh, but I'll give it a shot sometime. Anyway, um, back to Doctor Strange. Really cool. I, Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, he added so much to the movie. I think he was perfect. Uh, there, there's a good supporting cast, too. Good bad guy. Uh, Miles Mickelson, I think he's, he's his name, or Mads Mickelson, or I don't know. Strange name and a strange actor, but he, he's pretty good in this movie. And he's also going to be in Rebel, um, the Rebel movie, uh, whatever I was going to say, Rebel 1, Rogue 1, Star Wars, a Star Wars story, you know. Uh, coming out just in a month or so, uh, you know, the uh, there, there's a lot of these actors and actresses that all of a sudden are in a bunch of things. Uh, what's her name? Felicity. Is it Felicity Jones? Who's, in, you know, in Rogue One. And she's just uh, also, I think, in that new, um, uh, what's it called? Inferno that just came out. Uh, another uh, Da Vinci Code author, uh, Dan Brown movie or book turned into a movie, which I didn't get a chance to see yet. Uh, so, but Doctor Strange, go see it. If you like Marvel movies, there's some great humor in the movie too, um, and some amazing action, and it's just another another entry in the Marvel, uh, you know, universe of films. And and it, you know, for those that don't like comic book movies and all the superhero bash 'em up type stuff, there, this movie is different than that because it's about the mystical arts and magic and things. So. 
you get a little different uh, feel for this movie or a little different things going on here than you do in like an Avengers movie or a Captain America movie where it's a big slug fest. Um, I love those movies too, don't get me wrong. But if you're looking for a little different Marvel movie or comic book movie, this is certainly that. So um, check it out. Give it a shot. Uh, it's been doing pretty well, been pretty well reviewed. Uh, I haven't really heard too many people having any problems with it. Oh, the last thing I want to say is um, stay till the very end. If you're a fan, especially, there are two uh, during the credits. Well, one's during the credits, about a little ways into the credits. There's a scene they show, and then there's one at the very end of the movie after all the credits. Uh, both are both are interesting to watch. So check out the the two. Uh, they're called stingers. Is that the official name for these little clips that show up during during the credits on Marvel movies? It seems to be pretty consistent these days. It also seems to be pretty consistent. That there's two of them. Uh, so um, I like that they do that. I, I I do. I mean, yeah, it's it's a bit of a trick that they're you know oh we're gonna make you sit there and watch through the credits. I'm like I always just talk to whoever I'm with and. It's not a big thing, and I, I, I look at it as a little bonus extra, you know, that they give you when you go see these movies, and there's a little tease of things to come. So so check that out uh, when you go see Doctor Strange. I'm going to take a short break. I'll come back a few more things to talk about, and then we'll get into the um, Deep Space Nine episode. Imagine yourself strolling the streets of Coruscant. Leading a squadron of elite X-Wing pilots. Going toe-to-toe with the Dark Lord of the Sith. You can. All you have to do is crack open a book. And listen to the Star Wars Stacks podcast and book club. Each month, your hosts Joe, Chris, and Jen take you on a guided tour of the expanded universe. The hosts begin the reviews with a non-spoiler synopsis and analysis to help you decide whether it's worth a read before sounding a spoiler alert and delving into the story in great detail. Subscribe to the show via iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Find the Star Wars Stacks on Facebook, Twitter, Goodreads, and SWStacksShow.com. The Star Wars Stacks Podcast and Book Club. It's fun. It's immersive. It's Star Wars. All right, let's talk about television. Uh, you know, the best stuff that I'm enjoying on TV right now are the CW superhero shows. It, it's a it's a great it's a great great time to be a comic book fan for the movies for television. Of course, we have the DC people on TV really doing well. Uh, we have the a lineup on the CW that's. I love the way they've done this is that the, they've put basically a show on each night of the week, except for Friday night. So on Monday, you have Supergirl, Tuesday, Flash, Wednesday, Arrow, and uh, Thursday, DC Legends of Tomorrow. So all of these shows are great. I, I enjoy all of them for different reasons. Uh, some people I know watch them all. Some people I know pick and choose and watch a few of them. I, I think that they, um, I think if you don't watch them all, I think you're going to be kind of missing out in a way because there are interconnections and there's a big interconnection coming. They're going to do a four-part four part cross crossover episode at the end of this month, right after uh, the U.S. Um, Thanksgiving holiday, that last week of very last week of November, uh, first week of December, 
uh, from Monday to Thursday, there's going to be a four-part crossover called, I think they're calling it Invasion. Uh, Entertainment Weekly has a big uh, preview article this week out. I've been posting some stuff on the Treks and Sci-Fi forum, photos and videos. Uh, all of these shows will be involved in this from Supergirl to uh, Flash to Arrow and DC Legends tomorrow. If you remember last year, there was a little crossover episode even between networks where the Flash showed up on Supergirl, uh, where um, they they you know allowed for uh, you know the CBS. Let's see, CBS owns the CW, so they you know that wasn't too hard to work out uh, putting um, Barry Allen the Flash on Supergirl's um, show when it was on CBS. I think Supergirl has been great this season. Uh, I, I actually been enjoying it almost more than last year. I think they're the effects are, are bigger and better. I think they've got the characters in good spots now. Uh, I like the way it's going, so I, I am enjoying it quite a bit. The Flash is, of course, still awesome. Probably my favorite of the bunch. Um, uh, the Arrow uh, or Arrow is, is good as well. I love that. And, and DC Legends of Tomorrow, it's a great one to end the week on because it's the goofiest superhero show. It's, it's, it's really kind of over the top, but it's fun, and, and, it's, and it's not super serious. Arrow can become pretty serious at times, even Flash. Um, Supergirl, I think, is a little bit of a lighter show. Uh, but DC Legends of Tomorrow is just goofy fun. So those are my favorites. Uh, still watching Timeless, the new uh, show on, uh, I think that's on NBC's on Monday. Gotham's on Monday night. Uh, still enjoying that. Uh, what else? Um, the Walking Dead has become very hard to watch. <laughs> uh, the The opener of the season was rough. I think I may have talked about that already uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but the the last couple of episodes are a little easier to take, especially episode two of this season. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep watching it. I, I kind of have you know decided uh, I'm gonna be in there for the duration. And uh, uh, but it's it's it's. I let it sit on the TiVo now. I used to watch it like religiously, like either that night or or the very next day. Um, but now I kind of let it sit on there for the for a few days of the week, and then I eventually watch it. Uh, it it's it's have been like uh, I don't want to see Negan anymore. Anyway, um, what else? What else? Uh, Big Bang Theory, of course, I always watch. Uh, it's fun. Grim Grim isn't back yet. Vampire Diaries is back. Last season, it's been kind of eh. I don't really like this year so far that much. Uh, I don't like the storyline very much, and I'm kind of glad they're wrapping it up, actually. Uh, yeah, that's about oh, Rebel season, whatever we at, three? Season three, I think, uh, is is really good. I, I'm liking it a lot. So um, I think that's most of what I watch. I mean, there's a few other things that I watch, not sci-fi shows, some comedies, and a, and a couple other things. Too much, really. And um, a couple things I, 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 I don't think I really watched that much new this year. Uh, timeless, I guess, maybe is about the only new show. Um, I tried to watch the new MacGyver. Ugh. Um, I was going to watch Frequency. Anyone out there uh, who was watching that, let me know what you think. I just decided I had enough shows, so I'm like, nope, not going to watch that one. So, um, plus, I kind of have the feeling based on the premise. I don't know. I know a lot of people do this, and I try not to do this, uh, but I, I, I'm not sure that show has got a long life to it or not. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, finishing up a couple things. Oh, I'm trying to make my way through Luke Cage on Netflix. Uh, that's slow going, especially since all the regular TV is on. I watched an episode last night, Saturday night. Uh, usually by Saturday, I'm pretty caught up. Uh, 
All right. Well, that's it for TV. Uh, what I've been watching. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying this season of uh, television. I'm missing. Uh, I'm going to sneeze, I think. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Uh, I'll take a little break, uh, get a Kleenex, and then we're going to come back and look at the DS9 episode in the cards. Be right back. Hi, this is Chase Masterson from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. All right, we've got the main crew cast here uh, drinking, and, and Nog and Jake are there, and they all look pretty somber. Not very happy. Did you hear about the Tanneman? reported missing last night near the Cadassian border. That's three in the last three weeks. During the this wartime. This week we're going to run out of ships. Well, that's not funny. It wasn't meant to be. Unless Starfleet Command actually starts doing something about the Dominion threat, the situation's only going to get worse. What do you want, Julian? A war? What I want is to talk about something else. The Chief, what about Kiriyoshi? Is he walking yet? Uh, no. Not yet. Odo, I understand you're going to Bajor next week. Do you plan to see Dr. Mora? Uh, actually, I've canceled my trip. There's been a 75% jump in the theft of medical supplies and food rations on DS9. I haven't seen such an increase since... Since? Since just before the Cardassians were forced to abandon the station. Yeah, it's a rough time that for note, our, our I think crew here. Oh, uh, me too. Thank you for dinner, Captain. It was wonderful. It was my pleasure. Sir. Good night, everyone. Mr. Worf, you've been paroled. The party's over. Yeah, Worf was just kind of Thank you, sir. standing uh, over to the side. Staring at a little sculpture thing. Don't bother. I'll clean the rest up later. I want to be alone for a while. Go on. Okay. Good night, sir. Ops to Captain Sisko. Go ahead. We just received a message from Bezier, sir. Kaiwen will be coming to the station tomorrow morning, and she'd like to meet with you. <sighs> Acknowledged. Thanks for the invitation, Jake. That was a lot of fun. Did you see how down my dad was? <laughs> now they're all at uh, quarks, or at least, rest. sorry, Jake and Nog are at quarks. Look around. There's something in the air. People are scared. Yeah, but he's usually the one who tries to lift everyone's spirits. I mean, people go to him for encouragement. Where does he go when he needs it? I hope I'll be seeing the two of you tomorrow at 1,200 hours. Why? Why? Haven't you heard there's going to be an auction of some of the galaxy's rarest and most valuable antiquities? Here. Find something you like and make a bid with all that latinum you got stashed under your bed. Shh. You don't really keep it under your bed. No, of course not. Where'd you get all this stuff, Cor? I'm just conducting the auction for a modest commission. 
The items up for sale were all aboard an old derelict freighter that the Bajorans found adrift about a light year from here. The cargo hold was crammed with valuable items of every description. Antiques, paintings, vehicles. It's all a bunch of junk. <laughs> Listen to some of this stuff. A mid-24th century ceramic Romulan water basin. Slightly cracked. A pair of Tellarite shoes, date unknown. A mid-20th century human baseball card. A Tholian pedestal. A baseball card? Mint condition, 1951. Willie Mays rookie card. Nog, this is it. What do you mean? It's perfect. This is how I can cheer up my dad. You know how much he loves baseball. He'll go nuts when he sees this. Tell him to be here at 1,200 hours, and he can bid, along with everyone else. No, I'm going to bid on this. He's always doing things for me. I want to do something for him for a change. And this is it. All I have to do is get him this card. How hard can that be? Ah, famous last words. I thought this would be a fun one, too, to do since we just finished up here in the U.S. The uh, the World Series. Congrats, Chicago. Finally winning a, winning a series. And I've always liked baseball. I'm not a huge sports fan, but baseball has always been something that I've liked. All right, this episode... Turn it down, trying to turn down the... Um, theme song theme music uh ds9 episode uh, in the cards uh this episode was number 25 for season five it first aired on june 9th 1997 so um 16 and a half years ago about the teleplay is by ronald d moore uh with a story by uh truly bar clark and scott neal and the big thing here i think or the unusual thing Directed by Michael Dorn, Worf himself. First episode of Trek uh, that Michael Dorn has directed, or did direct. And I think it's a good one. I think it's a lot of fun. This thing has a, uh, this episode has a little bit of a reversal. You know, Star Trek uh, TNG started this. Other uh, Trek series followed it, where they had an A and a B story going on a lot. The original series didn't really do that very much, if at all, uh, very rarely. But the other Trek shows, to make it more interesting, especially with the bigger cast and trying to give people more airtime and rounding things out, I think, uh, they had A and B stories, where the A story was typically the fairly serious drama plot of the, of the episode, and then the B story sometimes was a little less important, a little more humorous. And in this episode, they reversed that, where this pursuit of Jake and Nog after the baseball card, a little fun, Little, little less serious is the main story, and then there's a side story going on, uh, the B story with the war situation and all that. So uh, come on, Nog. No, why not? It's my money, Jake. If you want to bid at the auction, use your own money. I'm human. I don't have any money. It's not my fault. Your species decided to abandon currency-based economics in favor of some philosophy of self-enhancement. Hey, watch it. There's nothing wrong with our philosophy. We work to better ourselves and the rest of humanity. What does that mean exactly? It means... It means we don't need money. Well, if you don't need money, then you certainly don't need mine. <laughs> Nog's got a point. I've always thought that that's a little tricky to deal with, too, when you think about the other aliens How much? out there 
would deal with currency. Five bars. If, if the Five bars. Humans Look, don't it's have taken me a lifetime to save currency. up that much money, How and I'm not just going to throw it away for aliens. some baseball card. I guess they do a lot of swapping, a lot of bartering. Not even for my father, the man who made it possible for you to enter Starfleet Academy. Uh oh, using oh, no. the. That's not fair. <laughs> the man who believed in you when no one else would. Oh, this is so low. I can't believe you'd rather keep your filthy money locked up in a box under a bed than use it to give him endless moments of happiness. Ah! All right, all right. I'll do it. That's very generous of you, Nog. I'm proud of you. Now let's get that money. Humans. Humans, humans. Yes, yeah, so the other part here with Kai Wynn coming to visit the station, you know, uh, she's always sort of had a, had a mixed agenda. Come in. Welcome back to Deep Space Nine, Your Eminence. Thank you, Emissary. You may go now, child. And Kira's there, you. you know, like, uh, you're dismissed, child. Go away. Why don't we take a walk? A walk? Yes. Would you mind? Something wrong, Eminence. No, nothing wrong, but there was a shop down there, as I recall, a woman who sold Bajoran tapestries and antiques. Ah, uh, Kandra Vilk. Yes. I believe she moved to a neutral world near the Corridan system about... Two months ago. So many people have left Deep Space Nine in the last few months. I'm sure there are times when you must feel as if you're being abandoned here. Forgive me, Eminence, but I have a very busy day ahead of me. I like I'm these little guys in purple robes sort of, of trailing meeting. and following To what them. end? Uh, I don't know. This meeting is being held at their request. You disapprove? I'm concerned. The Dominion is notorious for its political intrigue. Oh, I have some experience in that area as well. This is a delicate moment for Bajor. This conflict between the Federation and the Dominion could escalate into open warfare at any moment. A misstep now could result in the destruction of our world. For once, I am in complete agreement with you. You have my word I will do whatever it takes to safeguard Bajor. Walk with the prophets. I think, yeah, at this point, the Bajor isn't, like, officially part of the, uh, the war yet at this point. You know, the fight against the Dominion, it's just, uh, Starfleet and the Federation. The bid is to you, sir. One bar, three strips. Don't let the lady steal this fine example so of post-eventualistic crematorium bronze and tripped and, and sculpture for and, such a pittance. Uh, Jake are there. One bar, three strips. One bar, four strips, and it's all yours. An honorable addition to any Klingon household. Remember, all the proceeds from this auction go to the Bajoran War Orphans Fund. Minus a modest commission. Think of those poor, lonely children and how much your laudanum will mean to them. 
Looks like the kids will have to make do with one bar, three strips. Sold to the blue man in the good shoes. Plot 48. An Andorian chest containing a pre Ciroc Vulcan bracelet, a 6th century Bajoran mandala, a 23rd century ion translator, a Willie Mays baseball card from Earth dated 1951. Who'll start the bidding with one bar of gold press land? One bar. One bar. Do I hear one bar, five strips? One bar, so this five is a strips. Do I hear one bar, ten? With, um... A few Don't items. Worry. What's about it? Two bars. One bar ten. How do you know that? Still, Still waiting. Still One bar ten. One bar ten. One bar ten. One fifteen. One fifteen. One twenty. One twenty. One twenty-five. Two bars. The bid is two bars. Do I hear two bars five? Medic, are you in? Two bars five. Thank you. Two bars five. Three bars. Four bars. Take. Ten bars. The bid is ten bars of gold-pressed latinum. Is there another bid? What do we do now? Nothing. We're out of money. Jake, do you want to make another bid? So, to the gentleman sitting in the aisle. Lot 49. A rare example of a 20th century So obviously century there's a reason that that guy uh, wanted this acrylic uh, on black velvet. More than they this had expected. Let's just say this image was the inspiration for the flag of the Martian colony in the 22nd And now Jake's pretty upset, and now they're going to try Look, to figure I, I out a way you wanted to that get car, it still. But we've lost it, okay? So let's come up with something else to cheer up your dad, huh? Uh, like a new pair of shoes. Shoes? What's wrong with shoes? Nothing, except it's stupid. I want to give my dad something that'll bring a little joy into his life. I mean, something special. I'm telling you, that baseball card is the answer. It's kismet. Kiss you? Kismet, fate, destiny. I was meant to give that card to my father. Jake, I think you're taking this whole baseball card thing way too seriously. It's not the card. It's my dad. This is very important to me. My father's never let me down. He's always been there for me when I needed him. And right now, he needs me. I don't want to let him down. Nah, please, let's get that card. All right, what do you want to do? Excuse me, sir, could we talk to you for a minute? Who sent you? No one. We wish to discuss a business transaction. Not interested. Uh, you don't even know what it is yet. We just want to buy the baseball card. Listen to me. I haven't done anything wrong, and I won't be hounded by you and your soulless minions of orthodoxy. I haven't broken any laws, except perhaps the laws of nature. So stay away from me. Habitat ring. This actor here, uh, I've seen him in other shows. He pops up a lot. Uh, he was in the show Continuum uh, as one of the police head police guys. Brian Markinson is his actor. Francisco. 
plays in Elias and Guy. I can't tell you how happy I am to see you again. I wish I could say the same. Ah, Wayun is back. <laughs> how delightful. You feel comfortable enough around me to make jokes. I'm so pleased to see our relationship evolving beyond the stale adversarial stage. Jeffrey no, it's Combs, not. Uh, but just, before you twist that awesome. into a compliment, let I, me be blunt. I'd love to see him I don't in like the government interaction I don't like somehow. what it stands for, That'd and I don't great. like you. So let's dispense with the hollow pleasantries and stick to business. I can't tell you how it pains me to hear you say that, Captain. You see, I really like Deep Space Nine, and I like you. And after this meeting with Kai Wynn, I think you and I will be seeing a lot more of each other. Jake! Jake! He wants to see us! Dr. Geiger, the man who bought the baseball card. He wants us to come to his quarters. He says he's willing to make a deal. You're kidding. And no, he left a message for us about an hour ago. It said to meet him at 1800 hours. I'm not sure hours. if you're picking it up. Of That's in 10 Kaylee, minutes. My dog Let's is go. barking at something upstairs. I don't know if the mic is picking it up. But it's not on Deep Space Nine. They don't Remember, have a dog on let me Deep do Space the talk. Nine. Just on Enterprise. You, you had your chance on the promenade. Now, stand aside and let a professional handle this. Guys, the guy who plays uh, Nock is short. <laughs> He's like um, Aaron. I think his name is Aaron Eisenberg. Is his name the actor? I saw him at a convention uh, quite a few years ago. Well, probably step out of the doorway, please. Ago, even and don't touch anything. This is very sensitive equipment. I did some checking on you too. Turns out that you were the station commander's son, and you were the nephew of the man who owns the bar. That's right. Since you are not, in fact, working for the soulless minions of orthodoxy that have hounded my work and plagued my existence, I have decided to open negotiations regarding the sale of a mint condition 1951 Willie Mays rookie card, without the original packaging or chewing gum. Excellent. We would like to open the negotiations with a bid. The card is not for sale. What? But you just said... I am willing to trade the card in exchange for the following items. Two liters of anaerobic metabolite suspended in a hydrosaline solution? A neodymium power cell? Where are we supposed to get all this stuff? Surely the station commander's son and a promising young cadet have access to a wide variety of equipment and supplies that would not be available to someone like myself. It's a very long list. It'll take some doing. Wait a minute. What are you planning to do with these things? Nog? Uh, look, we can't start delivering equipment and medical supplies to you without knowing what you're going to do with them. Very well, young man. Let me ask you both a simple question. Do you want to die? No. Not really. Of course you don't, so why should you? Why should any of us end up as putrefying corpses in wooden boxes stuck in the ground? Or vaporized into subatomic particles and vented into the cosmos like a bad case of gas? No reason that I can think of. I have devoted my life to the study of death. And you know what I found? Death is nothing more than the result of cellular boredom. Boredom? Think about it. The cells in your body have been doing the same job. The same dull, monotonous routine every day since you were conceived. Metabolize, divide, metabolize, divide. Wouldn't you get bored? Of course you would. 
So at some point, the cells just say, that's it. And you, the unwary victim of cellular ennui, are quite literally (laughs) bored to death. Yeah, it's a little more... I never thought about it that way. More different. Dr. Bathkin of Andros 3 was the first to come up with the answer to solving the puzzle of death. Keep the cells energized. Keep them in the game by teaching them new mitochondrial tricks. Unfortunately, before he could finish his work, Dr. Bathkin died in a shuttle accident. The original idea here was he was going to try to say. be the scientist was going to be. And while the soulless minions of orthodoxy refused to wife, follow up on his important uh, research, I could hear the clarion call of destiny ringing in my ears. I think this works a little bit better, maybe. And now, after 15 years of tireless effort, after being laughed at and hounded out of the halls of the scientific establishment, after begging and scrounging for materials across half the galaxy. I have nearly completed work on this. The cellular regeneration and entertainment chamber. What does it do? I'm glad you asked. He's uh, pointing to it this is specially large, designed like, pod, uh, to transmit room. biogenic energy on a chromoelectric wavelength and send uplifting and entertaining messages to the nuclei of every cell in your body. Spend eight hours a day in this machine, and your cells will never get bored. You will never grow old. And most important, you will never die. That is the goal of my work. Nothing less than immortality itself. Excuse us for a moment. Of course. And Jake's going to be like, this guy's cuckoo, cuckoo puffs. What do you think? I don't know. I'm no expert in cellular chemistry, but his theory sounds a little odd to me. He had me going there for a minute, but a cellular entertainment machine? He's crazy, isn't he? Completely. But he does have the baseball card. So? So that means we've got to help him. I'm not so sure this is such a good idea. Knock. I can't let my father down. Let him down? Your father doesn't even know if this card exists. That's a good point. I don't know which of you is crazier. I'm not crazy. I'm just a little obsessed. A little. Okay, doctor. We're in. Do you know how many germs are transmitted by a handshake? You want to kill me? <laughs> Jake is reaching Just out his not hand. if we have a deal. Him too. So now they have to go on this little uh, goose chase a little bit around the hey, Chief, station to we find need all a these items. power cell from a Cardassian phase coil inverter. You think you could help us out? That's an unusual piece of equipment. What do you need that for? No, we have to trade it for it. It's yeah. kind of a secret. Well, I'm sure there's an old cell lying around here somewhere, but I don't have time to scrounge around for it at the moment. What's the matter with you? Just tell him you're trying to give your father a gift. No, I want it to be a surprise. You know you can't keep a secret on this station. If I tell the chief, he tells Keiko, Keiko tells Dax. But you're not giving him any reason to help us. (sighs) Okay, let me show you a little something about incentive-based economics. Chief! May I ask you a question? 
Wouldn't you rather be doing something else right now? <laughs> Almost anything. But isn't there something specific you'd rather be doing? Uh, like uh, going to the Hollow Suites, maybe? Sure. I bet you'd rather be kayaking right now, wouldn't you? Hey, you probably haven't shot those rapids in weeks. No interruptions, no maintenance schedules. Just you and the river. Mm. Well, that's what I'd be doing right now if Decker hadn't gotten sick. But I have to recalibrate all these EPS regulators so they don't interfere with the station's artificial gravity grid. What if someone else recalibrated the regulators for you, huh? Someone like us. you do that for me? Absolutely. Don't give it a second thought. Just go shoot those rapids. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I owe you one. Our pleasure. And, Chief, about that power cell. Oh, yeah. I think I know where there's one. I'll have it sent up to your quarters. Thanks, Chief. <sighs> Come on. You calibrate, I'll scan. There's a little bit of a trivia mess up there. Um, when Jake says, I'll scan you, you calibrate. He Find handed the, the tricorder to, uh, or he kept the tricorder, so really Jake should have could it. You possibly want but it's not a biggie. We can't tell you. Now they're out it's with the shears and trying to get the organic goo oh, no. stuff. At least, I don't know. Is he? Look, I don't have time for this. Uh, can I ask you one question? Wouldn't you rather be doing something else right now? No. No? No. This is the first chance I've had to get any research done on my prion project in five months. You couldn't drag me away from here. Oh. What Jake is trying to say is that you seem unhappy. I, I suppose I have been feeling a little down now you come to mention it. Just out of curiosity, if you had to name one thing that would make you happy right now, what would it be? I don't know. Humor me. One thing. Anything at all. Kukulaga. Excuse me? That's what I want. Lita borrowed him. Said he was cute. But she never brought him back. A, a kuka what? Kukulaka. You bring him to me. And you'll have earned yourselves five liters of anaerobic metabolites suspended in hydrosaline solution. Done. Uh, just one thing, doctor. What's a kukulaka? It's a uh, teddy bear. And uh, they have to go see uh, Lita uh, and, and take the teddy bear while she's sleeping. Nog is in her quarters <laughs> trying to pull it out of her hands. Uh, <laughs> he's now in her grip. Uh, he tried to grab the teddy bear and uh, she just kind of like turned over and grabbed Nog's arm instead. But he managed to work around it. He kind of uh, he slipped it out from her hands and uh, she grabbed her blanket instead. So it's pretty funny. Uh, and Bashir has a, uh, obviously, uh, likes his teddy bear. So now we're back with uh, Kai Wynn and uh, Cisco having a little drink together, talking. Wei Yun has made a startling proposal. 
The Dominion wishes to sign a non-aggression treaty with Bajor. They're trying to split Bajor from the Federation. Forgive me, Emissary, but you've already done that. It was your advice kind six of. months ago that kept Bajor out of the Federation. How did you put it? Bajor must stand alone. Well, we are very much alone now. Even though you're not a member of the Federation, Starfleet is committed to the protection of your world. We're not going to stand idly by and watch the Dominion conquer Bajor. Can you promise me that you will not let one Jem Hadar soldier set foot on Bajor? Can you promise me that you will use your entire fleet to protect our planet, even if it means sacrificing other worlds, like Vulcan, or Andor, or Berengaria, or perhaps even Earth itself? I can't make that kind of promise. I wouldn't believe you if you did. So you see my predicament. If we ally ourselves with the Federation against the Dominion, we risk becoming the first casualty of the next war. And if you ally yourselves with the Dominion, you risk becoming the next conquered world. A most unhappy choice. Yeah, I would say so, but... Um... I have asked the prophets to guide me. He's the emissary. Listen to the but emissary. They have not answered my prayers. Listen to the emissary. I even consulted the Orb of Wisdom before coming here. And it has told me nothing. So I come to you, emissary. You have heard the voice of the prophets. You were sent here to guide us through troubled times. Tell me what to do and I will do it. How can I save Bejor? You want my advice. And this is it. Stall. Tell Wayun you have to consult with the Council of Ministers, or you have to meditate on your response, anything you want. But you have to stall for time. Time? For what? I don't know. But I do know the moment of crisis isn't here yet, and until that moment arrives, we have to keep Bejor's options open. I'm aware that this is difficult for you, given our past. But this time, you have to trust me. Very well, Emissary. We put ourselves in your hands. May we all walk with the prophets. Yeah, she does the little, uh, you know, grab Cisco's ear thing in this scene at the end. And uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't think she really listens to him, if I remember right. But anyway. <sighs> Refreshed, regenerated, mildly entertained. I still get a little bored after the first five hours. I've got half the things you wanted. Good, good. Where's the hydrosaline solution? We should have it soon. Nog just got the bear. Don't ask. Ah.
So yeah, so Jake just walked in with like a whole bunch of junk on a on Do you a know cart. what that is? It's the sound of immortality. Yeah, it sounds like a warp core. Doesn't sound like immortality to me, but what's going on down there? So right above this lab that this Dr. Geiger is working in, uh, the Wayoni's men are there and they're scanning the, the floor. They apparently are right above the lab. Which I think is a weird, just a weird coincidence if I remember right. I don't, I don't think they're trying to learn about No! Turn that down! No! I'm working out here! So am I! I have to listen to all of Warp's recordings and filter out the subharmonic distortions. Can you turn that down? I'm trying to add a little humor to hear a speech to the agricultural delegation. No! I have to listen at precisely 82 decibels because that's the volume Warp listens at. Of course, if I could have simply told him why I needed two meters of electroplasma conduit from the Defiant, he probably would have just given it to me and things would be a lot quieter around here. We can't tell anybody, Nock. Listen to this for a second. Thank you for that kind introduction, and thank you for inviting me to address you here tonight. I've always thought it odd that the topic of water reclamation was usually treated as such a dry subject. Is that funny? No. <laughs> I didn't think so either. So yeah, Jake and Doc are still bartering for uh, getting all the supplies for the doctor. So Would they you can watch get it with the, that thing? Uh, Try staying card. out of the way. And now they're at the uh, lab again, trying to get in. He's probably sleeping in his cellular entertainment thing again. <laughs> He's not locked. Just completely empty. Like everything's gone completely. Oh, there is no record of a Dr. Geiger being assigned to those quarters. He was there, Odo. Maybe the soulless minions of Orthodoxy finally caught up with him. The home? We don't know who they are, but they were after Dr. Geiger's cellular regeneration and entertainment chamber. His what? It's a device used to keep the cells in your body from getting bored. You see, he was going to transmit messages to people's cells to keep them entertained, so they wouldn't die off. And as a result, these people would live forever. Do you really think he's going to charge us with filing false reports, obstructing justice, being public nuisances? I can't have that on my academy record. I think he was just trying to scare us. Nog, look. Kai Do you see who she's talking to? That's the Vedic who's bidding against us at the auction. Jake, I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm sure I'm not going to like it. Don't you see? The Vedic was bidding on that lot because there was an old Bajoran Mandalay there. He must have been working for the Kai. When they lost, 
The Kai must have gotten angry. And we all know how dangerous she is when she's angry. What are you saying? That in order to get the Mandala, she kidnapped Geiger? It all makes sense now. Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't Jake, put it past her. I'm really starting to worry about you. Come on. Where are we going? Let me introduce you to a new human expression. We're going to beard the lion in its den. Lions, geigers, bears. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, it's a good little play on the Wizard of Oz line. I hope you found our talks as lions rewarding as I have. And bears, but this time lions and May geigers and bears. If you plan on giving the First Minister a positive recommendation regarding the Non-Aggression Pact. I'm afraid I cannot reveal my recommendations to the First Minister. You understand. Of course. Of course. Forgive me for even asking. It is enough to know that you and I have found so many common interests. I feel that we are very much alike. No. We are nothing alike. Nothing at all. <laughs> I do like that with Kai Wen in this. She she takes Wei Yun's ear and and just brushes him off and says, "Nope. We're nothing alike at all." What is it, my children? We need to talk. You accused the Kai of burglary and kidnapping? We didn't really accuse her of anything. Oh, I see you just implied it. Exactly. Are you trying to be funny, cadet? Because I'm not laughing. No, sir. I want an explanation, and I want it now. Well, sir, it all began in my Uncle Cork's bar when we saw this list of various... We were in the bar, and I, I guess we got a little drunk. Jake! It won't do any good to lie about it, no. What? Captain, I would like to separate myself... As you were, cadet! Drunk. I see that my faith in the two of you has sadly been misplaced. You both are confined to quarters until further notice. Dismissed! What did you say that for? I didn't want him to know about the baseball card. Of course not. If you tell him about the card, he might forgive us. He might even be grateful for all the effort we've gone through just to make him happy. And we certainly don't want that. Habitat ring. Once we get the card, everything will be fine. Jacob, as your friend, I think I should tell you you're starting to go over the edge. <laughs> you need to get some perspective on all this. You need to get away. Clear your head. Oh, and they just got beamed out of there. Out of the, uh, lift. This isn't what I had in mind. I think they're, uh, they're aboard the Dominion ship. Yeah, Wayoon's got them, so uh, he looks pretty pleased with himself. Do you think I'm a fool? Let's start at the beginning. What is the nature of your relationship with Dr. Elias Geiger? We barely know him. He had a baseball card that I wanted to give to my father to cheer him up. My father's the station commander, by the way. I know who your father is. 
Go on. That's it. We wanted the card, and so we agreed to help him get a few things for his research. We got all the equipment, but he disappeared about three hours ago, and we haven't seen him since. Do you really expect me to believe that everything you've been doing for the last 22 hours has been perfectly innocent? That it was merely a coincidence that Dr. Geiger has been running experiments with highly charged polaric particles directly below my quarters? I suppose there's also an innocent explanation to the secret meetings you've been having with virtually the entire senior staff of Deep Space Nine, or that Kai Wynn met with you immediately after leaving me. I suggest that you stop playing games with me and tell me the truth. Quickly. This is all just a misunderstanding. Nothing's going on. And we're certainly not involved in some secret plot against... You betrayed me. You turned me over to these soulless minions of orthodoxy. Well, they won't discover the secret of my work without a... So, so they got the doctor there with his little chest. There are no secrets after all. Got from the uh, auction. There shouldn't be any secrets between friends, Jake. I do want to be your friend. Do something. All right. We'll tell you the truth. I'm listening. We weren't supposed to divulge this, but since you left us no choice, we're working for Starfleet Intelligence. Oh no. Forget about it, Nock. <laughs> we have to tell him. <laughs> Nock's like, uh... We're investigating the man whose picture is in your hand right now. Until yesterday, that man, one Willie Mays, did not exist in any historical documents. Then, in the blink of an eye, that card appeared on the station. And at that same moment, a bust of Willie Mays appeared at the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. There's only one explanation. We suspect that this man is from the future. A time traveler. That's right. And so far, that card is the only link we have to him. We must find out what he's planning to do in the past what he may have done already. We need that card. The entire future of the galaxy may depend on us tracking down Willie Mays <laughs> and stopping him. Jake's a pretty good story spinner, and, uh, and I think it works pretty well here. I believe you. <laughs> of course you do, Wayu. You do? Because you're an idiot. <laughs> yes. That is, I believe, your first story. That you're two innocent boys trying to oh, give a gift yes, of course. to Captain Sisko. <sighs> you're very wise. Which still leaves the question, what you were doing beneath my quarters. He's harmless. He's just working on a way to become immortal. Really? I have a background in, shall we say, creative genetics. I'd be most interested in hearing your theories. Well, it may take some time to explain. Let me ask you a simple question. Do you want to die? Uh, excuse me. Can we go? 
Of course. Thank you. Aren't you forgetting something? Yes, yeah, so that ended up starting 509 to 9.4. Two days ago, the station felt like a tomb. I'd never seen so many of my crew depressed at the same time. But for some reason, it now seems as though a new spirit has swept through the station, as if someone had opened a door and let a gust of fresh air blow through a musty old house. Why this is happening, frankly, so is a mystery to me. After all, nothing has really changed. The Dominion is still a threat. The Cardassians are still threatening to retake the station, is and I can still speech. see the clouds of war gathering on the horizon. So why Bashir's do I sense a newfound sense of optimism in the air? O'Brien, But maybe I'm overthinking the, uh, this. Maybe the real explanation is as simple as something my father taught me a long time ago. Even in the darkest moments, you can always find something that'll make you smile. episode yeah so there we go in the cards uh, late season 5 episode of DS9 I'll dial the music down because Netflix is going to start playing the next episode which I think is the season finale anyway uh, I like that one a lot for a lot of reasons I, I find that it's um, it's a little lighter you know during that time of DS9 they became pretty serious uh, because of everything going on with the war and and the Dominion and every, all that. So uh, it was nice to have a lighter episode before the season uh, five finale. And I like this idea, you know, this through line that they kept with Cisco's character liking baseball. And I like the team up between Jake and Nog, too, that, uh, you know, that those two were friends and they show it in a few episodes, but you don't see it as much. As you do probably hear, they're working together and, and, and trying to get this card. And, and and even at the end with the little capture by by uh, Wayun, it, it still worked out, uh, you know, for everything, you know, all the best in a way. So, uh, yeah, fun little episode, sort of a self-contained story. Uh, lots of uh, little details in there that are kind of cool. Um, in the uh, one little thing is, is we don't see any of uh, Dax in this episode. There's no Terry Farrell in this episode at all, but... Uh, yeah, I uh, think it's a good one, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. As I commented, uh, I'll take a very short break here and come back and, and, and talk about a, a cl- recent uh, a quick collectible that I got that I want to talk about, and uh, we'll wrap up the show. Okay, I'm back. Uh, the collectible I want to talk about, I got a couple weeks ago. I think it was right before Halloween. Uh, the, the, um, what I got was, um, basically a replica, a metal uh, replica of Captain America's shield, you know, Captain America from the Avengers movies. Of course, the, uh, this, um, the shield is such a symbol for, for cap and, and America. I, I just have always wanted one EFX and, and, and another place, I think, um, maybe it was just EFX recently, did it did a metal a cap shield there i think there've been a couple at least out there usually they go for for quite a bit of money four or five hundred dollars at least 
the um, Marvel in in uh, cooperation or in conjunction with Hasbro has been creating a line. They're calling it, I think, the Marvel Legends line of collectibles uh, for um, prop replicas and and cosplaying that are a little less expensive and, and still pretty darn nice. They've got uh, currently they put out a they put out a plastic version of the shield, the cap shield. I think that goes for about a hundred. This one was around two seventy or something. This metal shield, which still sounds like a lot, maybe. I, I got it off of Amazon, but it's still it's something that it's it's one of those things I've always always wanted. I've always wanted like the iconic Avengers type props, uh, Iron Man helmet, which I also got uh, also from the Marvel Legends line. That is. Um, not quite as nice a quality. It's plastic. It's not as expensive as the shield, but it still looks cool and you can wear it. It's got light up eyes and things like that. I got that probably more than a month ago, but I really want to talk about the shield uh, because it's, um, it's, it's listed as the 75th anniversary of Captain America, uh, Marvel legends shield. Uh, It's metal. It's uh, 24 inches in diameter. It's got a great paint job. Uh, it has straps in the back, of course, so you can put your arm through it and hold it. Uh, it doesn't really have, like, you know, Cap always, you'll see him in the movies. He kind of has some kind of weird thing on his back or harness. He just pretty much just throws the shield on his back and it stays there. There's nothing. I'm, I'm sure you could build something if you were going to cosplay with this to be able to carry it on your back because the str- there are straps in the back you could hook it to, uh, which is actually, I put it up on the wall uh, recently. I, I put a little uh, hook up. And I have it hanging off one of the straps uh, on my wall in my uh, down in the Rico cave here. So, and it looks cool. But it's uh, it's really really good. They they did a great job on this. I, I think uh, it, it's not cheap, but it's not as expensive as some props of this of this quality. And and, and for an all metal shield, uh, I think they did a great job. The star in the center looks fantastic. It's like a separate piece put on. Uh, the paint job is, is is very well done. It's not perfect. It, I wouldn't say it's 100% perfect, but it's pretty darn good. And it looks great. Uh, I know there have been a few people out there. I see a few reviews on Amazon, and I've heard from a few on some other forums. There's a little bit of quality control issue. Some people have ended up with little, a few nicks or chips here and there on their shields. I got lucky. Mine seems really good, uh, and I, I think it, it came well. It's, it's well packed in a box. So I, I think the the defects don't really happen in the box. The, the box protects it pretty well. They can happen in, um, you know, during the, the making of it process, let's say. Uh, but yeah, it is it is really good. And I, I heard a few people say that it's the, that they thought it, it was lighter than it should have been. I'll tell you what, I had this thing, you know, on my arm for a little while. and It's uh, it, it's not light. I mean, it's it, it, for cosplaying purposes. I think it's just about right. I think you definitely wouldn't want to walk around for a long, long time with this on your arm unless you are Captain America, and then maybe it wouldn't bother you. But uh, it, it's plenty heavy. I mean, it's probably, I don't know, 20, 25 pounds, maybe net, maybe 20, something like that. Um, but it's, it's again, a fantastic item made by Hasbro, Marvel Legends, Captain America Shield. Uh, I can't say much else except that it's great, and I hope to do a Thor hammer soon. I, I miss the uh, the Thor hammers, that have, the replicas they that have been done, and they're they're on eBay occasionally and, and the secondary market, and they're pretty expensive. I'm, I'm really hoping they do a Thor hammer. I, I, I would suspect maybe when the next Thor movie comes out, which I think is next fall, sometime around then they'll do a hammer, uh, which I, I'll grab that up, and uh, then I'll have a Iron Man helmet and Cap Shield and, and Thor's hammer. So uh, 
Yeah, this is a great piece. It was kind of uh, kind of in a way my uh, my birthday present to me, from me to me or whatever. Um, my birthday was just this past week, uh, and uh, so this this was kind of my a little gift to myself for that. So um, yeah, Cap Shield from the Avengers. I think in the movies his shield is just a you know they they say these are one to it's a one to one replica. It's twenty four inches, so two feet in diameter. I, I think the movie one, though, is just a little bit bigger, uh, in my opinion. It, it appears bigger to a degree. Not a lot bigger, but just a little bit, maybe a smidge bigger. Um, I'm pretty tall. I think Chris Evans is six footish uh, guy. So I, I think that, you know, if you're a smaller person, it would probably look bigger when you're holding it, of course. Uh, but anyway, it's still fantastic. Really, really nice, nice item and I'm really happy that I picked it up. So it looks like it's still, uh, I think when I got it, it was a little cheaper than it is now. Um, but it's still, you can still buy it off of Amazon and I'm sure other places online as well. So, uh, yeah, love it. Uh, very, very, very cool. And, uh, maybe this will encourage me. Maybe I'll get a full out cap, uh, cap, uh, outfit and, and use this to cosplay sometime. So, it, although, boy, again, carrying this thing around a con all day, I, I, I'd want a place that I, I'd want a way I could hang it on my back. That's for sure, because I think that would help, uh, and, and a and a way to do it, you know, fairly quickly, like he does in the movie, uh, which of course is movie magic, right? So, okay, folks, that's about it for this week. I think uh, next week uh, it looks like we'll be doing some guest host. I, I'm hoping to see if Mark will be up for doing another classic sci-fi movie. He's usually good for that once per month. And then in a couple of weeks, um, I think it'll be right after Thanksgiving, uh, Jen and I will be here uh, ca- talking about Enterprise for another uh, another Star Trek uh, joint Jen and, and Rico show. So that should be a lot of fun. All right, folks, take care. Uh, keep your chin up out there, those of us in the U.S. And uh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll talk to everybody again soon. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Bye. This has been a Rick Dosti production. 